0: i am now the one left behind behind a wall behind a checkpoint looking for my father's shop looking for my childhood dismissing a man's death mourning the division of a city counting the steps to the other side wondering where unimportance ends and where importance begins writes nora Najarian candidly in her story called lidra street which is the first story of her collection called Lydra Street that I will be reviewing in my podcast today. So welcome to the second episode of Meltem's Culture Club my dear listeners. This is a special episode for me as it is dedicated to celebrating the reopening of borders in Cyprus after 463 days. For those of you who are not familiar with Cypriot history here comes some brief information. After the division of Cyprus in 1974, the border crossings were made available again in April 2003. However, in March 2020, the barricades were closed again due to the COVID-19 crisis and other hot political developments. So, after 463 yes, after 463 days, border crossings were permitted again on 4th of June 2021. It is incredible to believe how such could happen at such a small piece of land. As a Cypriot who lives abroad, I could not celebrate this belated but great event at my home country, and I cannot think of a better way than celebrating it with literature. Overall, this episode is devoted to peace in Cyprus, hoping that one day Cyprus will actually become a completely borderless island. Cypriot literature is relatively underestimated, and we hardly hear of it. To be honest, as a Cypriot myself, I was not following the developments within the Cypriot literary world with great attention either. I mean, I grew up listening to fantastic stories and myths written in Turkish Cypriot dialect, which I later hope to share here with you, but I have never realized the actual quality of Cypriot literature until recently. My discovery was mainly facilitated by Armida Publications in South Nicosia, which is a publishing house concentrating on Mediterranean and Cypriot literature, although I have to say that I could not yet find any books on Turkish Cypriot literature within their database. This could be a humble point of suggestion for them, and I underpin that they have fantastic collections written by Cypriot and foreign authors who elaborate on the socio political geography of Eastern Mediterranean. In addition, I am aware of the fact that Ushuk Kitabibi Viveyayunnare, which could be translated as Ushuk Bookstore and Publications in North Nicosia, also focuses on Cypriot and Mediterranean literatures. For instance, I know that they constantly support the publication of books in Turkish-Cypriot dialect. It is a shame I could not visit any of the bookstores yet, but I will certainly visit them both once I could travel to Cyprus again. And I also suggest the mass hotspots for some book lovers who are planning to visit Nicosia soon. You can find the links of both bookshops in the description of the current episode in Spreaker and on our Twitter page. While searching for books in the database of Armida Books, a book has taken my special attention. Firstly, it took my attention because it was in discount and costed only 5 euros. Secondly, it took my attention because of its title called Lidra Street. Again, for those of you who are not familiar with Cypriot history, here comes some background information. Lydra Street has a significant meaning within the contemporary Cypriot history and collective memory as it was the first point of physical separation between North and South already in 1963. Lydra Street border crossing was made available again in 2008, already five years after the other checkpoints between North and South were opened and it goes without saying how important such an event was. Historically, politically and sociologically seen, Lydra Street is still an important symbol of identity in post-conflict Cyprus and Nicosia, which is the world's last divided capitals. capital. As an everyday space, Lydra Street is a melancholic milieu of contrasts. On the one hand, it is full of abandoned buildings which still carry the burden of war, with debris as scars within their deserted beings. On the other hand, the street is full of international chains, shops and restaurants offering touristic activities. Therefore, one has to look carefully to see the history of the streets beyond consumerist pleasures. Nora Najarian does exactly that as she conveys the sadness of lidra Street to her readers effectively throughout her enthrall collection. The collection of Najarian consists of 35 short stories, which are mainly set in Cyprus. Rarely, the location of stories is Manchester in the UK. However, Manchester is not the main location. It is rather a location of transition during her fifth story, No Man's Land, as the author herself studied at the University of Manchester in her real life. Consequently, it could be argued that the short stories are inspired by the author's life. For instance, the author genuinely writes about her Armenian Cypriotness in her story called My Armenian Nose. Here I'd like to raise another point again. Armenian Cypriots are indigenous people of Cyprus as well as Greek, Turkish, Maronite and Latin Cypriots. Because the political discourse mainly concentrates on Greek and Turkish ethnicities in Cyprus, the other Cypriots' voices are very often missing, if not silenced. In a certain way, Najarian brings the Armenian voice back through her writing. The Cyprus conflict is certainly a point of reference in Najarian storytelling. Throughout her stories, she writes poetically about the political anomaly in Cyprus and how it impacts her emotions, experiences, and life overall. What makes this collection so captivating is the extent to which Nadjarian wittingly redefines the detachment of Cyprus as a personal matter. Her stories serve to express eloquently the tragedy melancholia and nostalgia of many Cypriots as people living in a divided country. The relationships in her stories are fragmented like the country, as she writes in her fifth story, No Man's Land as follows. All your life you dream of sunshine, you pray for rain, and suddenly somebody pulls the carpet from under your feet and you have no idea where you are. Somebody cancels all the seasons and you don't know where you stand. You don't know how you will cope. Somebody pulls down the house you were born in, the house you grew up in, the house you were in love with. The walls come crushing down reluctantly in slow motion as if they're made of a substance stronger than sandstone. Suddenly Somebody you once turned to for all your problems turns quiet and dies. The dead body decomposes in, uh, in an overheated coffin. You find yourself in an overcrowded church, surrounded by hundreds of candles and wilting flowers, and there is the pungent smell of sweat on your black clothes, an atmosphere as hot as your hot tears. No, no. No my father did not die as i would have wished in an english autumn there was no cool breeze passing over his face as it went still and his lips did not part to let out a contented sigh before he passed on to the other side of time there is no autumn on mediterranean islands so i make it up in the same way i make up the stories my father never told me about life and love and all the reasons why. Najarian instrumentalizes literature to demonstrate how division in Cyprus is not merely a physical matter but also a mental matter which I find most compelling to read. Indeed the borders are not only tangible but they are also located in the minds of people who inhabit in Cyprus. People in North and South have been learning to consider each other as antagonists through different channels throughout years. As such, the isolation of North from South and South from North is not merely a political question, but a psychological question as the status quo overwhelms the inhabitants with any sort of banal nationalism on everyday terms. I read as Najarian writes eliminatingly in her second story called Guided Tour. What a strange thing, a rare pain to be trapped in your own country. The only way out now is what? Where? Do you understand? She wants to ask them. Do you really understand what it is like? She remembers a poem she once had to learn by heart at school. The walls, KP Cavafis. The city will follow you and you will grow old in the same streets, in the same neighbourhoods. The city will follow you and remind you every day that you are trapped in the south, that there is also a north, another side beyond checkpoints, that north and south do not necessarily mix, and years change and some facts stay the same. History only changes drastically and beautifully from page to page in history books. Najarian continues for the, for, further towards the end and adds. At sunset the city is galled. The light is still strong and for the tourists exotic. The dark outlines of the houses, high-rise buildings, churches, palm trees and mosques all merge as in a shadow theatre. A state set under the sun. The city is one. But... What a strange way to live, says one tourist to the other. Half a city... The sweetness of the coming evening is heart-rending, it pulls at the light, the, do- the gold darkens. And in the sky a silence, half dark, half light, half city. Yes, Najarian writes that the city is half, and actually the country is demarcated. families are separated, and lovers are far from happily ever after in her stories yet all this desolation is written honestly and engagingly shedding a light on contemporary Cypriot society and psyche Lydra Street therefore my dear listeners is a must-read as it bravely exhibits the cypress of missing and dead persons and wandering souls something which is not easily seen at a tourist-occupied bar by the Nisi beach mm.